0: Hey guys, this is Doug. Thanks for listening to What's the Hazard. I want to recognize our incredibly generous sponsors, Cheyenne Wolford of Custom Concrete Specialists, John Fallowich, Fallowich Construction Services, Jim Cover, Nebraska Department of Labor On-Site Consultation Group, Danny Arroyo, WorkSafe Consulting, and Building Omaha, a collaboration between the Nebraska Electrical Contractors Association and the IBEW. Thank you, one and all. You are true believers in workplace safety and health, and I appreciate you. All right, let's get into today's episode. It is Friday, April 29th. It is. Uh, we are anticipating big storms, and so uh, once we leave this, we're going to, we need to get your car indoors, man. My car can stay out in the hail. I think yours better get indoors. So, <laughs> uh, my guest today is, I, and I, stop. We don't use a lot of these, I don't use a lot of props and stuff. <laughs> my guest is Mark Haysbrook. That's right. We went to high school together, we Westside did. High School, class yeah, yeah. of 1978. That's right. Oh, my God. The Warriors. The Warriors. The Rat we Pack. <laughs> and, yeah, that's interesting you say yes. that. I was thinking about the introduction, and I I asked you to be here to speak about leadership and entrepreneurism and all of these really interesting topics, but I could not get the Rat Pack off my mind. <laughs> and the Rat Pack was this notorious group of thugs that used to... Uh, <laughs> go to the, the basketball game, game, sit in the stands yeah. and harass not only the other team, but our team and, right. and everyone else in, the, in the, that made the mistake of coming to the game that yeah, evening. Yeah, super mature. We were real mature. And were you uh, a leader organizer, or would you just consider yourself like just... Basic... There were no leaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what
1: kind of made it beautiful. Total, yeah. total anarchy? Yeah, total anarchy, because every game turned into total
0: anarchy. It did. But it and was fun. So, not to get off point, but yeah. were you... Involved in that brouhaha out at Burke High School, that that melee that ensued after that basketball game. There were quite a few of those, unfortunately.
1: There were, man. there we, were. It was, um, it was a strange time.
0: It was. I mean, yeah, we, Burke was our big rival
1: yeah, back
0: then, and, and uh, uh, I know there were some parking lot. I can remember coming out from the locker room after the game. Yeah. Uh, must have been a senior because I think the dream was on the team at that point, <laughs> and Terry, the bus driver. Was fighting with some Burke High School kids over there by our bus that we were supposed to take back to school.
1: It was not safe. It was crazy, Yeah, man. it was not safe.
0: Well, let's, let's get to yeah, the point. First of all, it is great to see you. Thank you. And we reconnected probably after about 40 years, perhaps. Yep. Um, were we friends in high school? We were, weren't we?
1: Did we go to high school together?
0: We, we, I think we did. I saw your picture in this book, and I know my <laughs> picture's in there somewhere. Yes, we were friends. In we high school. were, yeah. and we had a band yeah. together. We played we in a band together.
1: A fake band.
0: <laughs> it was. It, it was like Billy
1: yeah. Vanilli, but it, it, it was a. Uh, we lip synced. It to, covered uh, "Give Me Three Steps." But <laughs> oh yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was Leonard. Leonard Skinner. Skinner, right? Absolutely, and I think we did a little Charlie Daniels. Here oh, and we did there. some Charlie Daniels. We thought we were. It really was great, good. man. Yeah. Oh, those were such good times. It was a blast. And interestingly, when we left Westside, our lives took uh, dissimilar paths. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I am a conformist. I have always been a, uh, a round peg in a round hole or whatever. I do what I'm supposed to do. I've always, you know, get a job, work for 40 years, retire, <laughs> sell your gold watch and try to survive kind of a thing, you know but but you have taken a really interesting path and i view i think of you as an entrepreneur is that how you what is that you consider yourself an entrepreneur yeah i think so i mean the that's a standard label absolutely but
1: um i like to build things mm-hmm. and so you know sometimes i'll just see a problem and try and come up with a solution okay Oftentimes i love that sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it does Um, But I enjoy the challenge of trying to, you know, you'll see something and say, why, why is nobody solving this thing? Mm -hmm. You know, this is kind of interesting or there's a gap in a market or something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe we can fill it in some way, shape or form. So I'm not sure I've even been on a path, you know, because it's been more of lots of zigs and zags and running right into a brick wall and and then maybe kind of peeking around and going around it instead of through it. Um,
0: so yeah, short answer. The idea of being a problem solver appeals to me. That's really interesting. That's a nice description of this because I, I view myself again, I am not innovative. I am not, if given problems to solve, then I can work on that. Identifying the problems to solve is not my strength. Mm -hmm. Would you describe your path a little bit and sure. um, and where, where you are now? And then maybe we can define some of these terms, entrepreneurism sure. and those kind of things.
1: You know, you, you tend to, uh, particularly Nebraskans, don't like to talk about themselves. It's, it's really hard. Uh, most entrepreneurs I meet from the Midwest will uh, defer to the weather. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it's just kind of like... Um, Yeah, I started a business. But anyway, God, it's cold today, isn't it? You know, I mean, that type of thing. And so
0: is that an IRS concern or is that just humility? Humility. Okay.
1: Yeah. And that's both good and bad. And on the bad side of that is they they don't think big enough and don't, you know, act aggressively enough to try and solve a problem because they realize somebody's always there to knock them down a peg. And so humility is baked into our DNA, I think, because Mm -hmm. of just who we are as agrarian, as farmers, as what have you in, in the Midwest. But, uh, so it's tough for me to just sit here and be, remember that movie, uh, Napoleon dynamite? Of course. Yeah. So like uncle Rico, just, God, <laughs> right. I could have been, you know, right. coach would have just put me in. Ex- well, you know, yeah, I could throw that ball over the anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, my, my, uh, path is, is just kind of jagged a little bit. I went to, um, Nebraska for mm-hmm. undergrad. Um, And for three and a half years, I had a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and then realized, God, I got to graduate. This is Yeah, this is coming to an end here soon. Yeah. uh, I went into uh, commercial banking Mm -hmm. after undergrad at First National Bank Mm -hmm. here here in Omaha, went through a management training program, was really interesting. You know, learned the ins and outs of banking, which is poke your eyes out boring, to be honest with you. I mean, but it was kind of, uh, wow, money comes in, we lend it out, we get it back. We do that again. This is it. Mm-hmm. That's all we do. Um, but they were. It was a great program. Great people. And some of my best friends were who I met in that training mm-hmm. program.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, then I went into the popcorn business, which is a natural transition, mm-hmm. right?
0: Right. Banking right. To popcorn. Makes sense.
1: Uh, a company called vix Corn Popper, and uh, absolutely, we had some retail stores. Uh, we wholesaled popcorn to grocery stores, um, and. Back to that problem solving, uh, I had gone into the grocery stores and realized, you know, there's not much ready to eat popcorn here. There was tons of of microwave, but there wasn't a lot of ready to eat. And so, you know, much like you just would tap the, the grocer on the shoulder and just say, you know, how come there's no ready to eat stuff in here? Because it's too big and bulky and I don't want any, you know, so uh, convincing the grocers that this is something mm-hmm. they should carry. Mm-hmm. And- you know a lot of undergrads that I talked to and some graduate students you know they say well you know what what, what really should I learn you know what, how do I apply myself to what I'm learning here and so just you got to learn how to sell something I mean nothing happens until you sell something and I didn't know that but at the time I was learning to sell mm-hmm. and learning to sell to grocers is really difficult bet. and so um that was an education in itself um I I then sold that and went to a company called McCarthy Capital. This was an investment banking. And this is where you helped people sell their business. So they would come to us and say, what's my business worth Mm. and who should buy it? And so over the course of working there, I learned a ton about how do you value a business and how do you find the right buyer for it? And then how do you sell that business to that buyer? And so packaging up a uh, somebody's life work like your own and just to say, here's the story and here's what it looks like and the value and the this and the that. And, and then you kind of get in this auction and then you sell it was really interesting because I got to know a lot of founders of businesses and would have conversations like this. Why'd you start this? Mm-hmm. Tell me what happened. And uh, I love that, but realized, you know what? I really want to start and own something of my own. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Met a guy that was had an idea to sell gift certificates online. Mm-hmm. This would have been the late 90s. And uh,
0: had that been done? Was that being done at that no, time? No,
1: no, not, not really. In fact, the problem, sol- the, the, the solution that we had come up with stemmed from the Oakview Mall. Mm-hmm. We had been out at Oakview Mall, and this was back in the day where if you wanted a gift certificate to the mall, you would go to the customer service kiosk and stand there (laughs) right? and they would say, well, how much? And I said, well, um, $50. And so the guy would fill out, write it up by hand, a form, give you the certificate and he keeps the, the, the copy. And, and I remember the two of us kind of going, you know, this is really kind of silly. I mean, what if I wanted a gap or an Eddie Bauer or a Sears certificate and not one to this mall that I can't use. And Mm -hmm. so we just thought maybe we should do it online. So gift was a company that we started uh, here in Omaha and we would buy certificates at a discount from all sorts of merchants all over the country and um, and sell them for face value. And so um, th- that was uh, that was the wild west of the Internet. Was it back then? Nutty, nutty times. So w- we went out to raise money and this is where the, the small seed was planted for what I'm doing today, which is Dundee Venture Capital. We went out to raise money and tell the story. Here's what we're doing. Here's, you know, there's only a handful of us. We need to raise a half million dollars. And no one in Omaha cared. It was kind of a lot of pats on the head. (laughs) Right.
0: Good luck. Have fun with your little coupon business.
1: Yeah, that's cute. But, you know, Warren says not to do stuff like this. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) You know, I I get it. But, you know, this, this is what we're doing. We're trying to build this from here to here and this is where we're going. All we need is this kind of capital and uh, no one was interested. We went out to the coasts to raise money. We went to Seattle in particular and met with a company out there and this was uh, both the blessing and curse of of raising capital at that period of time and uh, in the late 90s it was you don't need a half million you need five million. And this guy at Madrona Capital just said, you know, we'll do an entire $5 million investment, but, um, you know, you guys are going to have to spend it. And that's not in our nature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we don't do that. What does that mean? What did, what did he mean? Invest it, market, it? land grab. You know, we were, we were saying, let's go from 100000 in sales to 200000 in sales to 500000 to to $1 000, 000 Uh, He was saying, let's go from 100,000 where you guys are today to a million next month. Mm -hmm. How do you get there? You have to buy customers. You have to buy customers and you hope then that you don't overpay for those customers and they stay and they buy again and again and again. And it was just like Greek to to us. We were kind of like, God, this doesn't make sense. I don't know. These guys are smart. Maybe this is what we Mm -hmm. should do. Mm -hmm. Well, we burned through that. We have to go out and raise more money. And the company's scaling like this. And we had about 100 employees in about six months. Oh, my God. We go to New York and meet a guy named Bill Ackman. And uh, you should Google Bill Ackman sometime. Uh, He was our lead investor along with this group out of Seattle. And um, it was just lunacy. I mean, they put in tons of money into this business. Um, he, he's a wall street guy. He's of the same school. Like, look, let's not raise 10. Let's raise a hundred. Um, and, and I'll never forget. I'm walking in times square with this guy and he stops and he goes, hang on a sec. And he's looking up and he picks out his phone, his flip phone. And, uh, <laughs> right. This is the nineties dials this number. And, and he talks to this guy for a couple minutes and he hangs up and I said, you know, okay, can we keep going? He goes, yeah, sure. And I said, what did you just do? He goes, oh, I just bought that billboard for us. I said, why? And he said, well, I mean, the exposure, it's great. It's Times Square. He spent 150 grand for that month on, Over the a, phone. A, on a billboard for mm-hmm. gift certificates. Mm-hmm. You know, this this was when you kind of go, okay, I think we're starting to lose our minds. I mean, we had offices in uh, the World Trade Center um, in New Jersey and Seattle and uh, just the state. Crazy, crazy stuff, and wow. and so he wanted to go public, and we went through this whole thing about taking the company public, and it was it was a learning experience. A oh, little bit, yeah. But um, the bubble burst, and a lot of dot com businesses in the early two thousands just went away, and our investment banker closed down. Bear Stearns was their name. Um, uh, Doug uh, Nielsen and I, who was my co founder, we just looked at each other. I, we were sitting in a bar and we were supposed to go public on a Monday and this was Friday and uh, we get a call and they said, you know what, we're going to have to postpone this thing. I said, what do you mean postpone? Like, we're not going to do it. (laughs) Really? (laughs) It's not going to happen. Oh my God. Uh, And we just sat there and drank in the bar and just kind of said, well, now what do we do after this whirlwind, whirlwind, raise money. How much
0: time are we talking? Was this a year has transpired? About a year and a
1: half. Oh my God. Yeah. And, So he and I worked over the weekend. We wrote this uh, kind of manifesto and and, uh, presented it to the board. Just said, here's what we got to do. We got to shrink this thing and bring it back to Omaha. Close everything. Just, you know, 75 employees and let's cash flow the business. And they patted us on the head and said, we got it. Thanks. You know, this is a little blip in the market. Don't worry (laughs) about it. And it was not a blip in the market. And so um, we kind of looked at each other and said, this isn't going to work wow is it gonna work for us I mean maybe for them it is let's quit Mm -hmm. and uh, at the time I had eight little kids and no job oh my god man and this thing was uh, just kind of you know teetering toward the edge
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Doug leaves uh, his sister Julie who was also a a co-founder with us leaves and we were like let's find something else to do someday we love working with each Mm -hmm. other and I'm a big, big believer in fate. Mm -hmm. I am too. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, fate will knock, and the people that don't take advantage of it miss out on those opportunities. And uh, true story, it's pouring rain. It's February. It's 2002, and the phone is ringing. And for a lot of people that listen to this don't know what landlines are. but (laughs) Right. The phone's ringing, ring, 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 and I'm I'm still at at gift certificates. I'm like, God, is anybody gonna answer this?
0: Nobody's gonna answer. <laughs> I don't that. have any employees any longer. It's just I, me,
1: and, and I've got a box, and I'm just, you know, shoving stuff into it. And I'm like, okay, gift certificates.com, how may I help you? This guy goes, hey, this is Dave from uh, Yelm, Washington, and uh, I'd love to be an affiliate of, of gift certificates. And I'm just like, oh, God, this is the last thing I want to do right now. Yeah, Dave, what's going on? What's your business? Uh, it's hammocks.com. And it's one of those things like a lightning bolt just kind of hits you. Poof, and I go, oh, man, that sounds so good. Just to sit in a hammock right mm-hmm.
0: now—that is my dream.
1: This is oh, really my god. Dream. It just sounds so good. And I said, "Tell me about your business." What? What? And he goes, "Well, it's hammocks.com," and 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 I, I sit there and I pull it up and and I and I look at it and he, he goes, "You know, we sell hammocks. I mean, not much online. My wife and I go into Mexico and South America. We take our motorcycles down and we buy hammocks and we bring them up to Washington and we sell them on the corner at." craft fairs and stuff. And then we put up this little website and I'm looking at this site. It's really bad, mm-hmm. you know? And, but I just said, well, Dave, this, I hate to say this to you, but you know, remember my mindset was like one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. This is a crappy site. <laughs> <laughs> you know? right. He goes, yeah, I know. I know. I don't know what to do with it. He goes, Hey, my dream in life is I want to build a drum studio in my basement. I said, well, who doesn't, you know? <laughs> right. And I said, well, it sounds like you want to sell this thing again. So, you know, commercial banking, investment banking, you know, entrepreneur mm-hmm. finding a, a fate knocking and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And and he goes, oh, yeah, I'd love to sell this. I just don't know how to do that. Funny. I do. Yeah. yeah. I said, well, what do you do in revenue? And he's like, $50,000. I said, Poof. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, why don't I buy this thing from you with no money, by the mm-hmm. way? He goes, oh man, i love that. Long story short. Uh, I hang up. I called Doug, my uh, co-founder from gift certificates. I said, Hey, uh, look, I know you're cooling your jets, but I got the next thing we should work on.
0: (laughs) That's coming to me.
1: What is it? I said, it's hammocks.com. I'm in. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. He, he, he's one of those too. but he's in fact one of the most energetic best salesperson I've Mm -hmm, ever met mm -hmm. visionary guy. And Uh, The two of us ended up uh, starting this little business, by the way, just because we thought this would be fun. We'll find something else to do with our lives. Um, And we started a little business and it was hammocks.com. And we sold hammocks online.
0: Um, No vision. So then what, what did you do to change what you had purchased to make it viable.
1: Yeah, it was uh we we went to uh remember Barnes and Noble? Absolutely. So Barnes and Noble was our office cuz we couldn't afford office <laughs> right, space. Right. And so we went to Barnes and Noble and hung out there and <laughs> there was a sign on the door that uh, three customers uh at a time on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> you know, right. and and you it wasn't really Wi-Fi. You had to plug in. Oh yeah. And this manager kept coming around like, guys. I mean,
0: you've been here for hours. There's on, two of
1: you. That you've leaves got one. Two
0: of my Ethernet plugs. Damn it.
1: <laughs> Nevertheless, we learned, uh, you know, all about, you know, how do we change this and make the site better? And going up and down the aisles at Barnes and Noble, just like HTML for Dummies and all this, and uh, changed the site, took it down, uh, put up the new site. It was a lot more fun. Um, As you can imagine, you know, our sense of humor, just, you know, smart Mm -hmm. ass, Mm -hmm. everything just kind of, um, and, and just the, the, the tagline was "accomplish nothing.
0: (laughs) That's actually my business tagline.
1: (laughs) Accomplish nothing. So, uh, it was fun and, and we realized that there were people like us out there that were probably looking for a hammock. And this was right when Google was starting with AdSense, Mm -hmm. you could actually buy an ad and be number one in the world. Somebody types in hammocks, boom, there you are. So we realized this might be something worthwhile. All of a sudden, day one, we had like five sales. The next day we had 10. And they were from all over the country. And then 20 and then 50. And then one day, uh, a guy calls and flip phone again. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) You know, hammocks.com. He goes, hey, I got my hammock. It's great. Thanks. I got a question for you. Um, Do you guys sell porch swings? And again, Doug's sitting over here, and I reach across and I kick him. I go, look up. <laughs> he goes, "It's available, porchswings.com." Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. I said, "Absolutely." <laughs> <laughs> we sell porch swings. By the way, what? And I'm looking at manufacturers of port swings. What size of port swing would you want if you were to buy a porch swing? And the guy goes, "I don't know. What size do they come in?" And I'm I'm just scrambling. Uh, six. Seven feet, six feet, six feet. (laughs) He goes, yeah, six feet, fine. And I said, what would you want that made out of? Uh, He goes, I don't know, a wood. Hey, are you guys in this business or not? (laughs) Anyway, I sell this guy a porch Swing. Uh, We now are in hammocks.com and porswings.com. And Doug and I literally that day drive around the uh, Regency neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We're looking in backyards. (laughs) And he's got this yellow pad. Oh my God, bird baths. <laughs> oh, uh, wind chimes, Adirondack chairs. And we went and bought all those domains. And then we talked to all the manufacturers and we were in that business. So that's how it started to change. And data mining was not a word anybody knew back then. But what we were doing was gathering information about our customers. Wow, Doug Fletcher bought a hammock August 27th. He lives in Omaha. I wonder if he'd be interested in a bird bath, mm-hmm. and or Adirondack chairs or patio umbrellas since he's obviously buying something for the mm-hmm. backyard. So we would email you and just say, hey, here's something else. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm interested in a bird bath. I mean, click through, go to that website and buy. And we just gradually kept adding to that and adding to that. And um, again, we went around. So now we had a business that was actually doing some revenue. There was maybe seven or eight of us at the time. Went to those same folks to raise money. And it was just, you know, the whole pie in the face. Like, yeah, hey, uh, didn't I hear about you guys before? <laughs> right. You look familiar. <laughs> you look familiar. Now, what are you selling? Huh? Hammocks.
0: What? Uh uh-huh warren says not to do these things (laughs) right yes
1: so we went again to the coasts um, but your
0: previous success hadn't swayed their opinion at at that point
1: no nobody's going to buy anything on the internet they said uh i mean a common refrain was you know nobody's going to buy a hammock or a port swing Mm -hmm. they have to go to nebraska Mart and sit in it right i said i don't think so i think they Mm -hmm. actually will no no it's good luck though
0: yeah i would buy anything off the internet if it meant i didn't have to go to the nebraska furniture market.
1: exactly the dmv or the mart you know you yes. just kind of and a root canal exactly all
0: three <laughs> yes
1: exactly <laughs> so yeah that's how it, it just started to grow and scale we um we got investors from Silicon valley and and new york and um uh you know this time i think we learned much like you do you, you kind of zig and zag on with your life and you're like i we screwed that up before let's not do that again and and we just learned a lesson um, and really grew the company. Very smart, bright people here in Omaha. Um, we moved five times in six years. It was nuts. We just were out of space all the time. And so what what did that become? Was that? So that became a platform called hayneedle.com. Hayneedle. Yeah. Oh, right. So because um, we had this website that somebody would buy a hammock and it looked like a NASCAR. They'd come to it and it'd be like, what are all these things? Like porch swings, bird baths. Eh, God, it's confusing. And so then we developed the brand Mm hayneedle.com. So um, we were able to identify somebody buys a hammock in July in California. Maybe we should sell them bar stools Mm -hmm. or pot racks or pool table lights, you know. And so they developed this pattern of who's buying what. And then the loyalty was like, oh, my God. I mean, Hayneedle's got everything, Mm -hmm. anything I need Mm -hmm. for that specific item I can get, you know, instead of having to go to a mart or Walmart for God's sake and try and find it. Um you know, making the experience like I pick you up by the lapels and drop you in a bar stool store mm-hmm. and you're like, "Wow, there's every bar stool in the world here." And so that was the experience uh we wanted to have. The other thing was um customer service, which you know, I think you and I have talked about is mm-hmm. is lagging. And there's very few companies that have great service. But when you run across them, you're like, that was. Well, oh, you know
0: it when you see yeah. it or experience yeah. it. Absolutely.
1: And so we tried to do that when people would call. Two-thirds of our calls, by the way, were always, hey, where's my order?
0: <laughs> right,
1: know. sure. But we always took that opportunity to say, hey, you know, I see you ordered, you know, the the seven-foot rope hammock. Would you like me to throw in a pillow? I mean, a pillow is something you really got to have. Yeah. And, you know, things like that, just to make it a good experience Mm -hmm. and eliminate that weird internet barrier. Mm -hmm. Drink holder. Can you put drink drink holders holders on on hammocks? We we actually, uh, uh, one of our employees came up with the idea of a uh, hammock swing, and it basically was a metal loop that you stuck in the ground. You lay in your hammock, and there's a rope that went through the metal loop, and and you just (laughs) did this. Oh, my God and the swing and they oh, it go oh, and I love yeah. that and they were like five dollars you know but. Mm-hmm. I it was love great that, yeah man. so it's fun it's and fun so, so we we sold that yeah. uh, Walmart owns it oh okay um, I did not know it's that it's still it's still a thriving concern a brand Good. of theirs within Walmart mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, I took about uh, when we sold it I took about um, six weeks and didn't do much um, and and just realized that's just not in my nature. Um, You know, I specifically remember the, the time I went out to get the newspaper and I kind of looked around the neighborhood there was nobody around and I'm just staying there. It was quiet. It's like, is this is what it's become.
0: It's what it's going to be.
1: This is it. Yeah. And a couple of my friends had retired already at a pretty young age and uh, had moved to Florida or done some things and, I we remember talking to them, and I said, "What do you do every day?" And I said, "Oh, it's just great. You know, I get up and I go down to the to the coffee shop with the paper." And here I was holding the paper in my hand, like, "Oh God,
0: waiting for the coffee to brew."
1: <laughs> yeah, and I said, "And then what do you do?" I said, "Well, you know, usually go over to the bakery. You know, get some uh, baguettes or something." And um, and then what do you do? What time would this be? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then probably play some golf and uh you know my wife and I we love to bike ride and we cruise around the neighborhood and uh, I could just feel my brain like crumbling oh yeah so I said, okay what problem is it that was inherent in all the stuff I've done and and how do I solve it and the one thing I, I kept always hearing was capital access mm-hmm. to capital mm-hmm. for startups and so I started a company called Dundee Venture Capital in 2010 mm-hmm. and we Basically, invest in companies like I had started. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Midwest. You know, primarily between the coasts.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it fantastic? Do you enjoy it?
1: It's great because um, selfishly, I get my my life force from the founders. Yeah, I mean, I'll sit down and talk to a founder, and they'll share their idea, and you I get see to relive a, that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I see a little bit of myself in them, but I also see, God, this person's smart. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, how'd you come up with this? And, and, and just seeing the energy they have. And then I just kind of, so it gives me energy. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and they're all over the place and it's nonstop. There's never been a better
0: time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. To start a company. It sounds fantastic. It is. It's great. So can I ask you a few questions then about, were you a good student? Mm -mm.
1: No, embarrassingly so.
0: And I don't, I mean, I wasn't a particularly good student. But no, you
1: know, like at Westside, I, I look at what Westside is today as well. I mean, it's it's a junior college, and it's mm-hmm. uh, the resources available to the students mm-hmm. there are amazing.
0: Did you have kids that go to, went to Westside? Or?
1: No, no. Um, we weren't in the district. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we were barely in the district. <laughs> um, but but uh, no, at Westside, I was passable. Mm-hmm. At college, I was passable. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and and that's a lack of initiative on my own part because the resources are there. It's just applying yourself, and it's like any good founder of a company. It's like I've got this idea, and so well, who's going to execute on it? You know, mm-hmm. and the ones that don't execute, which was me in school, you know, miss out on I think a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, you made a comment initially that resonates with me. You went into the grocery store, and you saw that there was no. Ready to eat popcorn available, and so this is a gap. This is a problem. Yeah. I would just whine and leave without popcorn, <laughs> and that's the difference. And I think yeah. I think I think that summarizes the difference between an entrepreneur and just a small business owner. I just I I don't do anything innovative. I just deliver. I feel need, you know, a need that someone might have, but I, I'm not innovative. I've been in business for eight years and I'm thinking about hiring an employee. <laughs> <laughs> and I, for the last five years, I've been thinking about hiring an employee. I'm not, yeah, but you, I'm you, not really a risk
1: taker. You shouldn't belittle that because you're providing a service that maybe someone else was before you're doing it in a different way. You're doing True. it, you're, yeah. you're, you're, Slightly you're a sole way. proprietor, you're doing it the way you want to do it versus where a lot of great businesses come from, it's it's kind of like, you, where did you work before?
0: I worked for the federal government for 25 years. So there you
1: go. They trained you. You learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you said, I can do better.
0: Mm-hmm. Otherwise,
1: well, that, you'd, that is, st- you'd still true. be at the federal government. That's
0: a true statement,
1: yes. So uh, you are an entrepreneur,
0: whether you like it or not, Uh, because you broke away and you just said, I can do this. But doesn't it require some level of innovation or as you said, problem solving, as you said, identifying that gap. No,
1: I mean, there's everybody associates entrepreneurship with like technology and, you know, startup in your dorm. You know, there, there's this whole thing of the sweaty startups as well, Mm -hmm. which, which I really admire because it's the ones that just say, you know what, I'm going to start my own lawn care business. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to go start it. Mm-hmm. And then that evolves to snow removal, Christmas lights, landscaping, um, mm-hmm. you know, well,
0: architectural pools, design, pools and, and, and rock
1: patios and fireplaces. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, 10 years goes by, they turn around and say, God, I got 50 employees and I'm doing 10 million a year in sales. And that that is – an entrepreneur who's, the problem they're solving is what am I doing with my life and my skills?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it looks to me like there are a thousand different people doing safety, but I don't like the way they're doing it. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to provide the service. You're a very hands-on service guy. Mm-hmm. In an industry, my guess is doesn't have a lot of that. Uh,
0: probably not. Yeah. Perhaps not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, that that's the thing with with uh, small business owners is just to say, I'm, oh, I just own a small business. You know, I always just stop them and just say, don't say just. Mm-hmm. You're the backbone. I mean, you're the ones that, you know, you don't go and fill out TPS reports all day. And, and <laughs> I love that sit there.
0: Oh, that's one of my favorites. The Bobs. You know, wait for the Bobs Have to Have a talk with the in. Bobs. Yeah,
1: you know. Um, yes. And sometimes the people that break away from that environment are – are the ones I love to back Mm -hmm. because they often sit there all day and kind of go, this is a problem, whatever it is, X, Y, Z, and they take it to their immediate supervisor and say, hey, how come we're not doing this? I got a way to solve it. And it seems to me as though the market wants this. And nine times out of 10, that person just goes, hey, Doug, cool it. All right, your job is this. We got it. Mm-hmm. No one cares about that. And so another six months goes by, and you are sitting there kind of going, I, I still see this as a problem. My customers are telling me this is a problem. You know what? I'm going to fix it.
0: And they leave and do and it they leave And they go
1: do it themselves, yeah.
0: That's an interesting comment. And I think that was something that you mentioned when we had coffee a month or two ago, was that within our workforces and, and the groups that I deal with, primarily manufacturing, construction, there are innovators, there are entrepreneurs out in that workforce that probably have you know great ideas for addressing those customer needs or filling that gap whatever that is yeah, yeah. and we don't have a great at least in most situations that I deal with there probably is not a great mechanism for nurturing and harvesting that you know no. the old suggestion card thing probably doesn't really get us where we want to be no. but you don't want to ignore that stuff right because those are the people that are going to leave, become your competition, and then probably outcompete you at some point.
1: Yeah. And, and it's always that fear of, you know, someone outshining you. Mm. You know, so here's this boss uh, just kind of saying, well, you know, the, the, these folks have some ideas and that's going to make me look bad.
0: Mm. And mm-hmm. that's just,
1: you know, it's, it works inverse. It's so mm-hmm. dumb. It's just so
0: dumb. So yeah. uh, are you a risk taker? Do you consider yourself oh, a risk taker? Yeah. Yeah, you enjoy that being probably, on the edge a little bit, probably too much, or straddling right? the line, whatever yeah, that is, a little is. too much. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> Have you had any abject failures? That I mean, I, I read about guys like that we see in the news all the time, the Bezos and the, you know, Elon and uh, Jobs, and they all talk about having failed, abject failures along the way, right. and they are just getting right back up and trying again. Is that? Yeah,
1: it's it's been common? it's been a little little steps and failures along the way that just make you course correct. Mm -hmm. You know, so like with, within gift certificates, there were a variety of things we did that that you kind of look back and go, wow, you know, that, that was monumentally stupid, you know, so um, you fall down. Sure. But uh, in an environment that encourages that you don't care Mm -hmm. in an environment where people go, Ooh, wow, you really failed. Didn't you? You know, you'll never do it again.
0: Mm-hmm. You'll never do it again. Right? I mean,
1: an early an early thing that that I failed at was uh, selling moccasins. Mm-hmm. Never tell you that story. Mm-hmm. No, like Uncle I love moccasins. No, let's hear it. I wanted to in college go to um, Padre Island for spring break. <laughs> Who didn't? That was my <laughs> right. my goal. And my yep. fraternity brothers, there was uh, four of us, all wanted. You know, we we had a car, but we didn't have means to get there. And my roommate. Uh, Jim Keneally from Gordon, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon is right next to a uh, reservation and he came back. Can you call it that? Am I getting in trouble? Is no, like no. The, that's am I the gonna, homeland or the Native American. The res. Man? Yeah. yeah, man. That's Got cool. it. So he comes back one time from a break and he's wearing these um, just obnoxiously colored moccasins, yellow moccasins. Right. And I was like, where did you get those? Those are awesome. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, well out at, out at the res, you know, they make them out there and we get them all the time. And, and I think
0: they like chew the leather
1: and you know, they were, they were well done little beads on them Mm -hmm. and everything. And, and so I said, well, what does a pair of those cost? And he goes, Oh, they sell them for like 20 bucks. And I said, but what would it cost? Like if I bought a bunch of them, and he goes. I don't know. I'll call the the guy and and see. And so it turns out we could buy them for like seven dollars, and we could sell them for twenty. And I said, why don't we go to the sororities and just door to door and oh sell moccasins to the, to the girls in the sororities? Let's do it. We started a company. We called it Board Feet. <laughs> get it? Yeah. I do get. It. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah. And so we went to the sororities up and down in, at the University of Nebraska, and we sold moccasins to them. Wow. And f- first of all, you go in and you'd get all the girls together, and it was a great way to meet them. Of girls. course it was. And you'd try it on, and you'd size their foot. And she, That's surprising. You know, she'd say, normally I'm like a four, and it's like showing she's a 12. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, what's well, a big foot? But anyway, um, <laughs> so we would take all these measurements and orders and get paid, and we bought the moccasins got them in, delivered them. And we're like, that's our trip. We're going to be rich. And Absolutely. we had this money. We we go to Padre Island, had a great time. Uh, we drive back and to the Sigma Chi house, pull in the driveway and there's three or four girls sitting outside and they're holding their moccasins. Uh-oh. And I'm like, Jim, they want more. They love us. and And we're like, the heroes have returned want more. <laughs> the hero, yeah, how, how many do you want and this one girl walks up she goes look at my feet and her feet had been stained by the <laughs> they were bright yellow. yeah bright yellow <laughs> and other ones were blue and other ones were purple uh, of
0: course they were
1: i was like ah oh, dang and we call the guy in, out at the reservation we said what he goes well did they wear them outside well, yeah, they wore them outside. Oh my God, they're supposed to wear them outside. <laughs> those, are that,
0: those are indoor moccasins. Indoor
1: moccasins. Oh my God, we had to refund all. Oh the my money God, with you know, naturally we spent everything.
0: Yeah. yeah, but but here was the lesson. You had brought back some souvenirs, perhaps yeah, you could totally. barter with. The,
1: the tough lesson was okay. You know, first of all, know your supplier mm-hmm. and, and know the the product. You know, in and out, and and, and then also treat your customer like you want to be treated. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. We could have just said, hey, tough luck. Sorry, your feet are purple. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll make it right. Do you, you want another pair or do you want money? We'll figure out a way to, to make mm-hmm. it good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that feeling of like, oh, God, you know, we were just such heroes to then like this was a complete failure and then shutting oh, it down. Oh,
0: man. But but so this this has been in you for a long time. For a long time. Yep. This. The spirit or whatever that is. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fantastic, man. Just unleash it. So. Because I've never had that, and I've always envied it. I've always envied people that were risk takers. I'm not a risk taker. They were innovative. I'm yeah. not innovative. I'm none of those things. Now, you know, it's worked, and it's my, worked? my family lives indoors and those kind of things, you know, but <laughs> you have plans. We have plumbing, yeah, yeah. Uh, on, the, on our level. I mean, not where my boys stay. No, no, but, what, but at least know. one level. Exactly, yeah. one of the levels. So you made a comment about going back to the Sigma Chi house. Mm-hmm. Was that your house? Yeah, you're a Sigma Chi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a Sigma Chi. Oh, you're not. Yes, I am. We have to do the secret. Can we do the handshake? No, we can't. Not Afterwards, on not on camera. Oh, we I can't didn't do know that. Cam- yeah, I'm a Sigma Chi too. From Delta Omega. Oh. Uh, University of Tulsa. Oh God, that's great. Yeah, man, I oh, did that's not awesome. know this. Oh, turn the camera off. Camera off. We have yeah. to do the secret <laughs> em- embrace or whatever it is. The handshake—that's what it is. Uh, yeah, man, well, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, and and um, interestingly, there were innovators, there were entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in my uh, undergraduate class. These guys that, and I don't mean this to be overgeneralization, but they typically weren't great students. They weren't the students that were going to go work for you and bang out results Mm -hmm. they were just their their minds were elsewhere maybe Mm -hmm. i'm not sure that they were preoccupied necessarily but they were always thinking differently right yeah and and most formal education is just a very specific you know this is the box squeeze yourself into the box type of thing yeah Uh, i have a son like that Mm -hmm. who never fit into the box and a very bright young man and uh but it just didn't work for him i was just forced into the box and went along with it
1: yeah well you found you found what you're good at. Yeah, I guess. Not many people do.
0: I, I suppose.
1: How many people know. do? They they go through life and then they have regrets. Yeah, and that's sad.
0: I, I suppose yeah. that's true, man. And and I do enjoy what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very fulfilling, much more so than when I was in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will will freedom. I will step over the line periodically, but it makes me very uncomfortable. So I immediately jump back into the box. It's freedom.
1: It's it's um, yeah, it's it's your ability to decide. And I look back at education and, and, you know, we talked about the things we didn't take advantage of, but also the ones that color outside the lines that get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I just think there's got to be a way to encourage that. Because those are the ones at a young age that develop that spirit
0: mm-hmm.
1: to be the ones that, that make the next iPhone or go to Mars. Without question. That, you know, the teacher says, hey, Doug, this is the assignment today. Right. Yeah, but, you know, I'm thinking about it a little differently here. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people get squashed? And also, it starts at home too that's a great comment it it Mm -hmm. it really does and we we look to the educational institutions to say you got to change this things got to change it's a lot of this happens at home and you know i'll talk to some undergrad or grad students and you know just say show of hands who who thinks they might want to start or own their own business someday and Mm -hmm. it's not many really yeah yeah it's it's uh and i just pick somebody how how Mm -hmm. come i mean what what would well, I just don't want to do that? You know, I'm going to work Sounds for scary or going to go to mutual. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing wrong with them. Wonderful of company. Course. It's just like, but gee, before class, you seem to have some really interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, so from the parents saying, love it, be creative, but look, go get a job for God's sake mm-hmm. and get dental and get two <laughs> right, weeks vacation. Exactly. All right. Right. Because right. that's what I did. Yeah. You know, yeah. That type of thing. Somehow that loop has to be broken, mm-hmm. and it it uh, it needs to start at a real young age. We got to teach these these kids in grade school. Just go build a birdhouse and go sell it to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know that
0: type. Yeah, of thing. that's fantastic. I, I I completely agree with that. I was programmed to work hard, get a job, mm-hmm. and do the forty year mm-hmm. thing. That's what my father had done, and that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that environmental influence has a lot to do with it. You know, your willingness to take risks or whatever, I suppose, yeah. perhaps. You know. uh, it's just baking into people's
1: nature. The little kids, uh, you know, d- to ask them, you know, you probably did with your parents. Why? 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 And mm-hmm. your parents just because I said so. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. But that somehow gets beat out of people mm-hmm. that. You know, some of the greatest businesses are just because you keep asking why. Mm-hmm. And then that leads to what if, mm-hmm. you know. So why is that
0: there, you know. And you see these little, you see signs of it. You are describing fate, how these kind of things. Mm-hmm. The universe is speaking to us all the time. It yeah. seems like if you're listening. If you're listening, yeah. If we're paying attention as parents, my older son, Kent, and my younger son, Nick, two dramatically different young men, both good, good I'm very proud of both of them. But, but Kent was always the one who... School wasn't a particularly great fit for him, or at least the way school was administered totally, didn't yeah. work with him well. Mm-hmm. He was, he had a little business making skimboards for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, skimboards—you take out, to, you throw mm-hmm. them into the water. Mm-hmm. You, well, they used to. There was a creek that ran behind our house, and he and his buddies would make these skimboards and then go basically skimboarding in the creek, mm-hmm. run through the, you know, and cool. then yep. he started mm-hmm. making them and selling them to his mm-hmm. buddies and stuff, and. And I was, of course, like, stop, knock that shit off, yeah. and get back and do your homework. You know, get to work. Exactly, do a real job. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quit okay, screwing but, around. That's great, but you need a backup plan right, because yeah. that's going to fail, and right. you need to have a real, you know. Well, I didn't recognize that I didn't, you know. When your
1: back's against the wall is when you really, you know, have to make things work.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah.
1: I mean, there's so many people with ideas; very few that can execute on them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the execution piece. I mean, there's zillions of ideas, but mm-hmm. it's, it's proving that the, the market cares mm-hmm. about something. That's an
0: interesting comment.
1: And oftentimes it'll be like, God, I'm going to make a new Propel Water. Mm-hmm. You know, I so, said, well, does the market really? I mean, mm-hmm. how do you know the market cares? Maybe mm-hmm. they do. I'm not mm-hmm. downplaying it. How so do go test it. That? Just create something and go test it. Okay. And start with 10 people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and talk to them. And like, oh yeah, well, what would you pay for it? You know, do you want me to ship it to your house or should it be something you pick up or you want a subscription or, Mm -hmm. and then talk to 10 more and talk to 10 more. And, you know, after a while you talk to a hundred people and you kind of go, this isn't going to work. Okay.
0: So I I heard Steve Jobs one time um, say, focus requires saying no. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about in his, world in that these is the apple guy I think right i mean this is yes <laughs> apple is, is you've so, heard of it yes, yeah i yeah. <laughs> eh, i i didn't invest in it, i didn't think it was going to work but you know he was talking to this group of engineers and developers and they all have great ideas mm-hmm. as you said mm-hmm. there's a thousand great ideas out there all of these bright young engineers on a ma- on a microscopic level those are all great ideas on a macroscopic level most of them suck. Yeah. Most of them aren't going to work. Right. And I have to be able to say, no, I, I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings or mm-hmm. whatever, but we have to think macroscopically, right. but like you just described, is this going to be uh, popular within the marketplace? Yeah, does anybody care? Yeah. I mean, does anybody my, care? That's one great. of my,
1: my boys works at uh, Google and they'd say, take 20% of their time to work on moonshot ideas. Mm-hmm. And you know, is it mandatory? No. Do, do, does everybody take advantage of that? pretty much. Mm-hmm. And Gmail was created by one of their employees out of this whole concept. You know, so Gmail today is you know, pretty much everything everyone uses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was one of those things like, wait a sec, why, how come we don't have a platform for, we have this internal great communication tool. Why isn't this available to the world? Mm-hmm. Well, because this is our communication tool. Well, let's make it open source and give it to everybody. And there was silence. Just kind of like, "That's a damn good idea." Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do we execute on it? How do we make it? You know, so it's things like that that a company, if they actually did that, they'd get a thousand ideas a year, of which ten of them might be mm-hmm. real game changers. Mm-hmm. And that, which is a good number. Which is a huge number. But mm-hmm. what it does is it fosters creativity. It 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 allows that company and the employees that contribute to that company feel like you know what? I'm part of the solution here. Mm -hmm. I'm not just filling out TPS reports. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I'm here Mm -hmm. and they value my opinion. I love that. And and that's stuff that um, big companies can do it. They
0: don't. Mm -hmm. They can. So you you could go out into a manufacturing environment Mm -hmm. or any workplace, a construction environment, and just ask, what's the question you're asking? How do we do this better? Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. the question that you ask them?
1: Yeah, if you know, it's, it's a magic wand, you know, mm-hmm. and just like if you had a magic wand, how would this improve? What would you do tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Money is no object, right? And no one's going to yell at you; you are not going to get in trouble. But what would you do different? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's little things. It's like, well, you know, how come the towels are over here? I got to walk seventeen steps to go get these towels, mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. kind of looks at. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We've always done it that way. Mm-hmm. We'll move the towels over here. Mm-hmm. I mean. Or I noticed that there's, you know, every time that that this widget comes through, you know, Paul's got to reach down and do this, and you kind of go, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. I didn't know we were doing that. Right. Well, how would you fix it? Well, I mean, there'd be a little barrier here and a little thing that comes through, and nobody's arm can go in there. Mm -hmm. My God, why didn't we think of that?
0: You know, that's wonderful. I think that's incredible and certainly underutilized. I mean, most of the places that I go to, they're just trying to get through the day right. You know, with all their fingers and toes intact yeah. probably or just get a few widgets out the door without having to redo all of them. And so they lose all of that yep. useful information. They're not asking for it. And probably people aren't volunteering it unless they're being asked. Right. Unless, unless you're really comfortable and outgoing people, most of them are just yep. like, well, I'm not going to say anything.
1: No one cares. No one listens to me anyway. Right. Uh, you know, I'm the guy. I'm the takeoff guy. Mm-hmm. product comes here i take it off <laughs> right, and i put exactly. it over there that's my right, job right and you know but sometimes when you talk to those folks and just say I, I look i know you're the takeoff guy and you've been there for seven years but how would you change this mm-hmm. you know what do you want to do differently is there a way to speed it up or slow it down or make it better or more efficient mm-hmm. and oftentimes you get some really interesting ideas
0: Oh yeah did you go into any of the manufacturing facilities yeah. of, of these products that you were marketing and selling, and you got to have a, have a had a chance? To yeah,
1: see them yeah, I set comments. up the the popcorn manufacturing. Yeah, we so we set up a warehouse um, over off I Street mm-hmm. and a whole flow through process, and had no idea how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, met with a couple of manufacturers who came and said, "Well, you know, you start here, and you know, the popcorn gets popped, and then it goes." into here and and it gets sprayed with the oil and then it gets coated with cheese and then it cools and it goes through this tumbler and goes into a bag. Mm -hmm. Sounds simple, right? It wasn't. Right. Um, And so just learning that whole thing. And then where I learned this about asking people is just the folks I hired. It's like, hey, I I drew them all together one day and said, as you can tell, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) but what we got to do as a team is figure this out Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not going to lay anybody off just because we have improved processes what we're going to do is just make more and do more Mm -hmm. with this team here but man we got to figure this out Mm -hmm. i mean we had popcorn all over the floor and Mm -hmm. bags were flying up in the air and just
0: yeah so this is a safety Hazard. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. And cut. And cut. <laughs> Commercial. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And well, I, I nobody think, knew what they were doing. It was, yeah, it was, man. And yeah. I mean, so. and I think you can solicit, you know, input on how do we yeah. do things more safely. But if you're doing the process more efficiently, yeah. safety just works into that. And so, you know, that's my it does. My, it does. my safety piece for the... So in the new gig, yeah. Dundee, um, how do you find businesses that are interesting to you it's, do they come to you or are you out there beating no the i'd say looking? about a third of it now uh, is us just turning over
1: rocks mm-hmm. like today i've got a partner in boulder and one in austin one in minneapolis uh and in chicago and and they're just uh they'll hear of something mm-hmm. a friend of a friend somebody will call them and just say, you got to talk to this company these two people are starting a really cool business mm-hmm. two-thirds of our deal flow comes from uh other bigger investment funds okay so it's too small or too early or too what have you for them but they say let's show it to dundee because Mm -hmm. those folks will bring it along and you know we're like one guy said you're like triple a baseball for okay you know a startup absolutely kind of shape it nothing more fun than triple a baseball
0: (laughs) truthfully you know bring them along make them better and then um $2 $2 beer night is triple a They don't do that in the big leagues. No, they don't so. or the bats. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm with you completely. Yeah. I love that. That niche. I love that niche.
1: Yeah. That's what we do. So it's, uh, we're s- some of the first money in um, because we are all operators in some capacity mm-hmm. uh, founders identify with us so we can sit down and say, here's the stuff that's important that you kind of want to watch mm-hmm. starting now. The first six months are pretty critical and a lot of founders, what you love about them is what you hate about them. You know, they're just up and down, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. oftentimes they're like your kids. You know? I'll bet they are. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're running towards the coffee table and it's like, this is not going to end well. <laughs> right. Sometimes you you grab right. a white collar and other times you're like, He's going to run in the coffee table. He
0: needs to hit the coffee table.
1: And uh, and so you try and just kind of bob and weave and bob and mm-hmm. weave and, and you get them on that trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them go into a, a ditch in flames with no mm-hmm. skid marks and others mm-hmm. just really thrive and do well. That's cool. and Which is very rewarding. Mm-hmm. And, um the discipline to say no. Back to your point about that is is also something that's been tough for me mm-hmm. to learn, mm-hmm. because early on when we were doing this, it's like God, this company's struggling. I'm gonna get in there and fix it, you mm-hmm. know. And anymore, it's like you know what? It's just the market doesn't care.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Let's, yeah, let's move on. May not be fixable, or it might yeah. not be worth your time. And, yeah. But you are coaching these people along, yeah, because they like you in the beginning, had no have no idea what they're doing oftentimes. They've got a great idea. Or at right. least they have a passion about an idea. Right,
1: right. And, and Yeah, most of them do. Most of them do. And they, they know it's going to work. And the best founding teams, it's either a sales, have a sales and a technical founder. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's someone who can. They've Got that people person and they've got the brains. Exactly. I don't mean to mean they're mutually exclusive. No, but, but
1: it's like the one who can take the product and go sell it. Mm-hmm. And uh, frequently, you you know, you'll, you'll have the, you know, high sharks, I'm raising $10,000 for Mm -hmm. my, but it's like, well, who's going to sell this, you know, and there's nobody who can do it. It, it, Interestingly,
0: do you? Enjoy that show? Have you ever watched that show? Yeah,
1: so uh, Do you
0: know any of those folks?
1: Uh, actually uh we had a company uh E-Creamery is a company yeah. that I invested in and E-Creamery was on Shark Tank. So mm-hmm. it was quite an experience, yeah. It, that's very cool. Yeah, it it,
0: it was great. But and no, you didn't go pitch. No, uh, this was the, the, start, the two the founders uh,
1: f- the two founders did and mm-hmm. and they did great. Did they? Um what I didn't realize is that uh you know, oftentimes they say, "Can we go make a call?" Uh, so they have to dial up that person when, and this is Becky and Abby who were the two co-founders went mm-hmm. in to pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the one they were going to call. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you have to be on the phone with them. Mm-hmm. And they were in there for almost three hours. And so I'm just on hold. Just waiting. Just waiting. And occasionally the producer would come on and go, are you still there? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I'm here. What's going on? I can't tell you. Uh-huh. You know, uh, so you couldn't hear the interaction no, with nothing, the, nothing at all. And oh so in the, in the event that they would say, oh, we have to call and they, they fake a phone call. Mm-hmm. I'm already there. Um, uh, so no, we didn't get a deal. Uh, we had, uh, Mr. Wonderful was in for half and no one else wanted to come in on the other half, which mm-hmm. I think was a blessing. Yeah. Uh, but what a wild show. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I love it. I actually yeah. enjoy the show. Yeah, I find it good. interesting. Some of them are dicks. I yeah, kind of,
1: you know. I sit there and go, why would you ask that? Just, just don't be so insulting, you know, mm-hmm. but the, you have to realize they're taking two. Uh, oftentimes it's anywhere from a half hour to two, three hours and boiling it down to what <clears throat> would you minutes. say? It's six mm-hmm. minutes per, per pitch, perhaps. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, and then they'll pick those pieces out. And mm-hmm. we fortunately got them early because we were sampling ice cream mm-hmm. and. So they have to go in. You set all this stuff up, and my God, the lights and everything. And we're <laughs> we're thinking, oh my God, it's going to be yeah. Soup. We need to be first, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but if you, I guess from what I heard from other contestants, that you get them late in the day, they're pretty surly, and mm. and you can imagine, yeah, you do eight or ten of those, and it's five o'clock, and you're like, yeah, oh you're tired, God, your I'm, ass hurts, and. I'm, Mm-hmm. Belt buckled beer bottle opener. <laughs> You're like,
0: serious? Right, right. <laughs> I have one of those. <laughs> I may have the only one, but yeah. I do have. Or the yeah. bottom of the the uh, flip flops. There's the That's opener right. on the bottom of the flip flops. Did you guys carry that? Who doesn't need one of those, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, yeah, as you so as you mentioned, which I th- is re- really sage advice. Will is the market going to embrace it?
1: Yeah. Does the market care? Does the market care? Does anybody care? And like right now, I see a lot of founders, uh, that no one cares about inflation. No one cares about um, frankly, politics. Mm-hmm. none of that comes into the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this a good idea or a bad idea? Mm-hmm. And that other stuff will
0: sort itself out. I think it sounds fantastic, yeah. man. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. I I, it's a good time. It's I good. was gonna say I envy you. Mm-hmm. What I really envy is that you don't look my age. <laughs> well, Dick. I, <laughs> so I don't know how that works. Maybe um, you have to have sleepless nights. Do you sleep? I mean, do you, uh, yes. do you worry I like, like you used to when you were the man?
1: No, no. You Although, actually- you know, I've got investors now and I, I, I feel like I am so beholden to them. Mm-hmm. Of course. To, to not only return the capital, but return a ton of capital to them. Okay. So that, that concern is yeah. there, but I think the team that i have in place is a plus mm-hmm. the deal flow that we have is a plus and i'm very confident that over time it's going to work out very well mm-hmm. but uh, as an operator of a company where you know one time we had like 450 employees at hayneedle and you know, yeah, there's a worry there. Like, man. God, this could go up in flames tomorrow. <laughs> <My> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that you're beholden
0: to. Right. You know? So as you yeah. walk in in the morning, hello, Mr. Haysbrook. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Haysbrook. <laughs> yeah. And you're just head down, going <sighs> to your office. Grump, grump, grump.
1: Yeah, and there was a time I actually noticed that people were fake laughing at my jokes. Of course and I was were. like, this isn't fun anymore.
0: Uh, yeah. No, you, know? you man. like. Yeah.
1: Like you'd say something. It's gotten too big, perhaps, or it's just... And they know that I'm the founder or something, and and then... Like, Like, that wasn't even funny. Right. Uh, You know, or there was a time I walked in, and we actually had a receptionist when you needed one of those, and she didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Morning, sir.
0: Call security on you. May I help
1: you? I said, um, no, I'm good. Going to my office. Sir, sir, you can't go back there. Actually, I... I can, I'm Mark, you mm-hmm. know, so you know it's mm-hmm. like maybe it's time,
0: maybe it's too big
1: well, it's too big. I wasn't having an impact mm-hmm. like you know in the early mm-hmm. days, you just make a decision in the hallway and I said, let's try it, yeah, I don't know, it might work, might, yeah.
0: not. and it's a fantastic it's story, fun. man.
1: it's fun, I don't know, I mean you you, you tend to think your story interesting, but I,
0: I find it fascinating. a lot and of
1: your listeners are like,
0: no, no, <laughs> I think they're all finding it fascinating <laughs> truthfully, and I think I think just the idea that. Those innovations exist out in the, in the facility, in the plant. They do. They're there somewhere. They Not are. everyone is that guy, but yeah. that guy or gal, but they're out there. Mm-hmm. And I think if we tapped into it a little bit more intentionally.
1: And like perhaps. when you're out there just in, in doing what you do, uh, I'll bet you'll be energized by just asking some of those line workers just that one question. Why, mm-hmm. why do you do this like this?
0: hmm See what they say, and that's exactly what we do. Yeah. And I, I can tell you from my experience, and it's obvious. I love to talk. I love to engage with these employees. I was out in, a, in like a steel mill uh, a couple days ago. I'm out on the heat deck where they're actually melting this stuff before they pour it, and they pour it basically by hand from a ladle into these molds. You wow. know, I mean, it's hard wow. work. Wow. But if you ask them to talk about their work almost always they talk about it with some level of enthusiasm and pride and, oh, here's what we do. And then you just step out of the way and let them tell their story is fascinating. Yeah. I truly love that part of it. And I just ask them that question. Well, you know, this kind of scares me a little bit. Are you, does this scare you or what could we do differently? And just let them solve the problems.
1: Oftentimes they are the ones that will solve it. Yeah. Yeah. No, And, yeah. and it's like the, the suits show up and, and everybody mm-hmm. in the factory goes, oh, God, <laughs> that's here right,
0: we, here we go. Shuts up.
1: Yeah. Uh, this, you know, like I see that plug over there on the wall. I'm like, why is that plug up there 11 feet?
0: Is this yeah. how you exist? Yeah. Are you always asking always. why? I'm
1: like, why are those two things there? Uh-huh. They must do something. But and why is it that pattern?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so. And most of us just walk by that. Yeah. And just assume there's a reason for it. And that could th- clog your brain up with stuff, too. But I think yeah. that's cool, always asking why, trying to yeah. fill those voids, solve problems. Most people don't do that. Most people are discontent just to drift yeah. through. just why don't you fix it? You know. Just fix it. Take know? it on so, faith. But that's
1: it's cool. great. I mean, I try and tell my kids that, just, you know, we have a saying, it's just FIO, figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's always like, Dad, Dad, the, the, you know, uh, the the rent's due on this apartment, and we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> right. I mean, is that my yeah. responsibility? Mm-hmm. But half the time it's, the solution is there. You want, you want to help them
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a parent. Yeah, you want to help course. them. You're like, well, let me help. I can do it. Mm-hmm. But um, the best thing you can do for him is just like, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's best to stumble on little things like this. And I agree. And, and then you'll, the muscle memory builds a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. And a little bit of resilience and a little bit of, And pride you you get a little callous you know you don't take it quite so personally when all of those little things happen
1: yeah just in pride and 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 what you do Mm -hmm. um and i can't tell you doug how many people i'll sit like this with and without the microphones and cameras of course but Mm -hmm. just uh a guy's our age and just kind of say you know um i don't know what i want to do the rest of my life Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and just say well what do you want me to do? <laughs> you want me to figure it out? Right, right. You know, right. so F-I-O. yeah, figure
0: it out yourself. Yeah. So you
1: just say magic wand. What would you do tomorrow morning?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I don't know. Come on. You don't have any passions. You don't have any interests whatsoever.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really That's sad. sad. That's a sad statement. Yeah.
1: The ones that are fun are like, well, I got to tell you, I love, don't tell anybody to sculpt. Mm-hmm. I'll say, well, hold on. Let's do something with that. Mm-hmm. Where would you go with that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hobby, business, own display yeah. you know and go down that rabbit hole and and mm-hmm. help them figure it out but the ones that just go i don't know i'm just not sure mm-hmm. say well that's sad I don't get that. to that point i just tell my kids that and, and founders too uh, we we back a lot of of second and third and fourth time founders mm-hmm. um, because no matter what if they succeeded or failed i like the ones that failed mm-hmm. because they're back
0: mm-hmm. and more determined yeah yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I like that too, man. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. I think our yeah. time is up. I is have no idea. Oh, our time is our way is over. over. We have no Holy more. Holy shit! Why didn't a- you say anything? The tape's gone. <laughs> it's fantastic, man. Thank you very much for Thank joining you. me. Yeah. Fascinating, and yeah. I'm glad that we've reconnected. Same. Once the camera's off, I'm going to give you the grip. The grip, as we said back in the old days. It's sick. So absolutely, I appreciate Thanks for having it. me. Yeah. You bet. It's been a pleasure. Have All a good right. weekend. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, check out our sponsors. We appreciate all of our sponsors and the, their generosity. Let's just do this. So um, have a good week next week, and we'll be back next Friday. Thanks, Mark. Cheers. A Huda Media Production.